This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast, crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford of Edublari.co.uk, and I'm here with Sam Heskiff and Albert Curley to build you up to the short trip across London to Arsenal. We also have Arsenal fan Kenny Ken joining us for the lowdown on the Gunners and all of the normal jazz. As always, before all of that, head over to holradio.net forward slash subscribe to ensure that you never miss another whole radio podcast. Yes, welcome Albert. First time for the new year. Happy 2018 to you, sir. And you, mate. Yes, um, you're on the super box this evening. I am. You know, um, I'm... Man of many cultures. Yeah. I'm on Brooklyn Lager, and that's just to say that other beers are available. So, um... Superbock, for example. <laughs> exactly. And or what Heskip's drinking? Glass of water. I think producer Billiam's on a bottle of water as well. So the one thing that's good about your glass of water is that's more environmentally friendly than a one-use plastic bottle. It is. Mine's wonderfully filtered as well. <laughs> From the tap. Uh, got a water filter, mate. So, oh. welcome to the middle class hour. Uh, was that a wedding present? <laughs> no, but sadly, I bought it for myself. Sack off that friend if it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, these days, people put a list together, right, of what you want. So, just say, I will require these products from these shops, please. Please go and buy them. I know. Right. Um, I already spoke to Hesky. If I know he hasn't listened to the FYP podcast because he is whole radio through and through. So um, good for you. <laughs> Albert, did you give it a listen? I haven't yet. I know. I haven't got round to it. Been back, yeah. at, back at work, shocked to the system. So not much free time. Back at work? All right. But FYP on the back burner. What are we working on? Or is it top secret? It's all finished again. It was a, a short, short shrift uh, reshoots of the next Star Wars film, which ah. coming out in May. So there's a bit of a squeeze on it. So, yeah, watch Wait, out for the, that one. The new episode that follows no, up no, the no. Christmas one. No, 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 no. Oh, right, okay. Han Solo. Young <laughs> Han Solo. Ah, well, if it's anything like Rogue One, then I'm looking forward to it. But enough geekery there. Um, 
Yes. Yeah, so if you if you haven't listened to it, I will say it's worth going and listening to the Steve Parrish um, section on the FYP podcast. Um, talked a lot about transfers. And <laughs> Sam, are you surprised that we still haven't signed anyone since last week? Not really, mate. Um, <laughs> it was more hope than anything that we'd have someone in. Um, especially if we're talking about the Spanish keeper that we spent five minutes trying to pronounce. Um, apparently, he's Vicente, been off the new. Vicente. 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 Spanish um, Apparently, he's been offered a new contract now. So, I don't know what's happening there, but I think we're being mugged off a little bit. Yeah, well, I think um, we're not, I don't think we, by all the reports, seem to suggest that we don't want to meet the 8 million euros. And then the Getafe like president is very much saying um, he's under contract to us and he's serving it out either way, but we want him to sign a new one. So yeah, it does look like a bit like it's not going to happen. Um, Albert, is this another one where you know transfer window closes? We don't have a goalkeeper, and um, Hennessy's first mistake. Everyone pointing fingers at Parish, saying, um, <laughs> "Why didn't you get the extra four million out, you twat?" Is that including Wayne Hennessy pointing those fingers? Uh, and that's true. Listen, we're only we've only just we've only just crept into the second half of January, and we normally don't get anyone till like literally the last second of January. So let's not get too despondent. If we sign someone on the twenty eighth, that's like a vast improvement. So I'm not panicking yet. Not not just yet. Um, I, I mean, you know, I thought when you said we usually sign them on the last day, you were going to say the summer transfer window. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, yeah that's, we've got that to look forward to as well. You know, and we have had a great um, last day January transfer window once in the past when we got Scott down and all that, I suppose. So, Tom Ince. Think, Tom Ince. <laughs> uh, Joe Ledley, was that the same one as well? I think yeah. Joe Ledley as well. Yeah. So you never know. I mean, yeah. Um, we were talking before we came on air about whether you know, it's such a volatile time for Parrish in terms of it seems to have been the upset for him and managers many times down the road. And, um, you know, <laughs> the only way Palace can really seem to mess it up at the moment is if Parrish and Hodgson ex- inexplicably fell out because, you know, Hodgson gets on with everyone, doesn't seem to, you know, have fallouts with anyone. But if he's going to do it with anyone, it's <laughs> Steve Parrish so hopefully um, he'll get three players in or well, six is what Hodgson wants do you think we'll get anywhere close to six Albert? No we'll get I reckon we'll see three come in four if being optimistic but you know I, the cynic in me and I'm not a cynic honest you know I, I just I just hope that because we've got on this you know really good run of form that you know the, the attitude from the board hasn't become well maybe it's not as bad as we first thought we can sort of step step off the gas a little bit with regards to getting recruits in, but I can't I can't see that being the case. I'm just stirring it up. Yeah, with the way Bakary Sacco's ended turning himself out, um, you know, you, you, we aren't guaranteed that he's going to maintain that level of form. Um, you know, Conor Wickham will come back, and yeah, you're right. The danger could be if you start looking at it, it was like, oh, actually, we do have three decent strikers. Maybe we don't need more. Then, um, yeah, Sam's shaking his head there. There is a skeptic in you. So, what does a skeptic in you say? Yeah, I, I was talking to my even more miserable mate uh, today. Dave, gotta be Dave. Dave, um, he's miserable. Um, and we were just talking about what you were just saying there. We we don't want to get to a point where we for whatever reason we don't sign anyone in the window. 
And then two days after the transfer window closes, we're hearing, you know, this this team got us to 12th. And, you know, Sacco and Wilf can play up front. Wickham coming back, so like a new striker, a new sign-in. Um, I don't think it will come to that. But, yeah, worst-case scenario, that's what happens. And then, you know, two or three bad results in a row. Because we're doing great. Um, but two or three bad results in a row where we can't buy anyone until the end of the season. Um, and I think there'll, there'll be some disgruntled voices. Mm, Not me, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, there has been some significant transfer business done today, and that is um, Theo Walcott to Everton. Um, and of course, he's departing the team that we're playing this weekend. So we'll take a short break. And then afterwards, we will be back with our Arsenal fan, Kenny Ken. There are 99 reasons to hate Brighton. Homophobia doesn't need to be one of them. Follow us on Twitter at Proud and Palace. We are now joined by Mr. Kenny Ken, Arsenal fan and um, big boy on Twitter and in real life. How are you doing, Kenny? You all right? I'm very happy, but I think, I don't know about you guys, but we, Arsenal fans are in turmoil because <laughs> we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's happening with Alexis Sanchez. Fear Walker has left. You know, we've lost Coquelang. We're at the FA Cup. You know, we run out of steam when we play teams like Bournemouth. To um, like the middle half of the table, and then we are to the Champions League. So, apart from that, everything's good in all plans. <laughs> but at least Theo Walcott's left. Theo <laughs> uh, Walcott is. I won't even call Theo Walcott an enigma. I'll say that Theo Walcott is probably the luckiest man to ever play football in his life because I think for a man of that limited talent, I think Theo Walcott's overachieved mm. time at Arsenal. And I think people. What would you say I is that because he, would you say he's all pace or? I think I think with Fair Walcott, I think it's a combination of both. Um, Fair Walcott has got limited technical ability. With Theo, you was always two steps forward and about five steps back. <laughs> and I just think that you know, in technical ability, he will. I don't think he's going to make it a big time. However, because I do feel in terms of Fair Walcott's development. Yeah, look, let's get on to the weekend. I mean, you lost to Bournemouth in your last one. And um, there's one thing going to Bournemouth and losing away. Um, it's a different thing at the Emirates losing to a team. And I guess this season we're, we we fall in the mould of Bournemouth in terms of, you know, we're in and around, we're in and around the same area of the league. Um, do you think we've got any chance of coming and picking up a result on this on this one? Yes, definitely. Because morale's very low. Morale's very low at the club. We're at the FA Cup. We haven't won won a football match since um, we beat you. So <laughs> what's happening? So we don't know where we've come from, and that, that's not that's not just you know so you know like as a battle, it's just a fact. Yeah. And I think what what is as well is that we don't know who's going to play in the park. We know Alexis is not going to play because he's trying to square his move to a Man United. Mesut mm. Ozil seems to be um, having a knee injury that I I don't know where he detected it, but he's got a knee injury. Um, I watched the Chelsea game. I didn't see him limping off, but things set up set up in training as well. So we don't know who's going to be in the park. But it's a good time to play us. Yeah. And one thing that Crystal Palace have always had that I've always admired is that you're a very mobile side. You're a very, how I say, you're very direct. You've got a lot of pace in your side. Mm. The only problem I think with Crystal Palace is is that lack of confidence and defensively as well. Maybe there's a few issues. I think you made some mistakes when you play us at 
sales parking's that for the first half, you stayed off us. And you allowed yep. us to dictate the game. But when in that first 15 minutes, in a second half, I think Claude and Roy, what he did is he got you to get in our faces a lot and mm. take the initiative. And when you got on our faces, that's when you ten, took temporary control of the game. Yeah, I think there was yeah, there was a lot going. There was sort of a lot going on in and around that. With you know the amount of games we played, I know it was the same for Arsenal. Arsenal had a lot of games in that time as well, over a short space. There was a lot going on, and defensively, weirdly, now we've ended up with two big injuries with Scott Dan and Mamadou Sakho at the back, and it's actually weirdly settled at the back four because now Kelly and Tompkins know that they're playing every week, and um, it's kind of made the goalkeeper massive, perform a little think, bit better. I think they're yeah. massive losses. Like, I, I think Mamadou Sakho, I think what's happening is that he's a natural defender. He loves defending. Yeah. When you have defenders, you want to be pessimistic. Mm. They sort danger. The Arsenal, pessimistic enough. Mm. They, you know, they leave it to everyone else. And I think there are massive losses for you. However, you know, like, there is a lot of um, good players on the other side. Andros Townsend is playing with a lot of confidence. Mm. So Haas back to his best. I think up front, Ben Teke would concern me if he's a Paris fan. Because I think there's a lack of consistency in his game. There's a loss of confidence. Um, I, think, I don't know where that's that going. Yeah, I mean, I mean with Ben, ben Teke, there's certainly a loss of confidence in, in, in terms of when it comes to the final bit of putting the ball in the back of the net. But the last four, mm-hmm. five, six games, his link up play has certainly been there. Um, but he, need, he certainly needs a goal. He, he should have blimmin' had a hat-trick on the weekend against um, uh, Burnley. But yeah, I mean, he's, you know, it's, Roy's done an amazing job with us and we've lost once in 12 games, which, you know, sounds more like Arsenal form than Crystal Palace form, you know, so. Definitely, but I think, I think with Roy, Roy Hodgson is that, I was actually surprised he didn't go for him in the first place. Like, because I think what's happening, he's, he's, a, he's a Croydon lad anyway. I, I actually spoke to him last week because he was at Chelsea um, Arsenal game at Sanford Bridge and shook his hand. I said, hey, Croydon win, mate. What's he like to go back home? And he, he short conversation had it. was only about a couple, uh, maybe a minute. He, he's really happy in his job with you guys. Obviously, he's a safe pair of hands. He's going to lay some sort of foundations. But what what I did notice for Crystal Palace is that he's got you organised. Yeah. And he's got you close to it. And he's got you actually working without the ball. Yeah. A lot better. And I think yeah. you look at your game against Man City, how you didn't win that is astonishing. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Andros Townsend. Maybe he got excited. Maybe he thought about the chance before he put it away. And obviously the penalty. Yeah. Ironically, your penalty taker, <laughs> who shouldn't have, who didn't look too confident, missed it. And the penalty taker who you don't want to take the penalties was actually probably would have put it away. So yes, well, I'd, I'd, I'd probably put it away. I don't know if I'd go that far, Benteke. But no, I'd, um, if there hadn't been a penalty between the Benteke one, Luca had scored one after Benteke took that one off him. So I, just, I think with that, he was just, mm. I think he was just physically knackered at the end, you know, 93rd minute running around chasing City midfielders the whole game. Mm. But anyway, let's, um, let's get on to the prediction end. So, if you if you had to give us a score for the weekend, what would it be? I still think that you know, like we're very strong at home, mm. and I generally believe, right, if we get the first goal, we could win it. But one thing will give you guys encouragement: twenty minutes, we take the tail off physically. Yeah, and teams that teams that are very physical in terms of like 
strong runners will get us. So if we're not 2 0 before in the 70th minute, that will offer you some sort of encouragement. You have to look at the game against Bournemouth mm. and Chelsea um, in the league to the extent that we're not. And we're giving teams an in into matches. So I think that should encourage you. I personally think we're going to win 3 1. But I would say that it's a good time to play Arsenal because the confidence is really low in terms of like the manager, which always happens when we lose a football match, it's back to the world. We, we don't want Arsenal back, even yeah. though I'm very long term Arsenal now. But <laughs> it, it really is a good time to play us. And if you score, get the first goal, you, I don't think you guys can imagine you know, the loss of confidence amongst the players, the tension, the crowds. The best chance to get a result of the Emirates for probably, um, well, yeah, last time we beat was in 94 in Ivory, so I'm talking 23 years, 24 years. It's probably yeah, the best chance of oh, getting yeah, get a that, result. And that was, my, that was my first ever Palace game as well. <laughs> the first yeah, one I ever you went know, to. I remember, you know, I remember <laughs> talking about it. Yeah, but yeah, there you have. Look, yeah. Anyway, look, we're, we're, we're going to have to end it there, mate, because we, we try and keep them a bit short. Um, you've got it, listeners. Good to, it's a good time to play Arsenal. Um, we, we're we're going to have a chance on the weekend. So that's you, you've given us everything we wanted to hear, mate. <laughs> that's it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, packed. I'm not you know, saying it just because I'm on your show. It is a really good time to play us. Yeah. However, you're not exactly riddled with goals yourself. Mm. So. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be an interesting one, that's for sure. It'll be, um, I think it's a good time for us. Will, to... will, you, guys be at, will you, you guys be at the game? Yeah, we'll, we'll be at the game, for sure. Well, hopefully I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll come around and say hello to you all, all you guys. And say hello to Lucy as well. She'll, she'll be there. We, she'll be there for sure. So we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we get in contact, mate. But thanks for joining us and um, we'll be in contact I'm next honest, time. Look after yourselves and um, up the Arsenal. Get out of it. See you later, guys. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Right, so that was Kenny Ken there, Arsenal fan. Um, Encouraging to hear that it's a good time to play. I miss. Makes makes Heskiff sound like an optimist, he does, with how um, (laughs) depressed he sounded. But. but then still weirdly predicted a win. So there you go. Well, um, but I certainly think it's an interesting game. I you know, do you look back, Heskiff, at the last game, a little bit frustrated with a 3-2 loss against Arsenal in the league? A, a little bit. It was, it was a weird game because I think there were points during the game where they were just all over us. You know, their passing was very good. They were moving around us quite easy. Um, they turned it on when they needed to turn it on. And yet, because we had those chances, sort of in the last 10, 15 minutes, I come out of it a bit gutted that we didn't get something out of the game. Mm. Um, which is weird considering how much better they were than us during periods of the match. Um, but then, you know, it's frustrating when you, you see them play really well in patches against us. But then when they play, I watched a lot of their game against Bournemouth and they look crap. Yeah. I just, why can't you just be crap against us? Um, yeah, it was certainly, I was like, um, in the morning when the game started, 
um, because my missus cared, like when I turned to her and said, today better not be the day that Arsenal mess around. Can they do it next week? And she just sort of gave me a blank look of like, why do you think I care about this? But um, it just felt like inevitable that, you know, they'll screw it up against Bournemouth and then um, beat us in the week. Albert, were you at the Arsenal game or were you working? No, I was there. I was there. Did you leave a bit frustrated as well? Uh, yeah, I did, but it was such um it was a re- it was a really sort of tough one to take really because there was a there was a a first half as as Kenny alluded to I think we sort of wasted the first half yeah by sitting off them and then there was you know like I say there was a period where we were all over them and you know we we really got ourselves back into the game almost but you know such a the pendulum sort of sw- lurched one way and then went back the other way mm-hmm. I didn't come away too despondent but you sort of do question have we gone at them a bit more in the first half what you know what would we have got out of that. Yeah, no, that's certainly right. I think, um, you know, just Townsend's goal, everything about Townsend's goal just epitomised what we'd been doing well in in weeks building up to that game. And going into it, I really felt like, you know, this is this is the chance for us to see how we quit ourselves against a better team, you know. And it was really frustrating that we did just, you know, sort of give them a head start and then... I think that just dictated the tone of the game, really, because it gave Jack Wilshire a chance to get into the game and he really, really like built in confidence through the game and ended up dominating it. But then again, you know, we came back into it and could have um, could have got a result out of it at the end, you know, if Townsend's cutback was back. So it's round two, mark, mark two of this game. So is this another chance, Hesketh, to show how far we've come from the beginning of the season and perhaps go there and trouble them and pick up some sort of result? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, we, we showed against Man City when we got that draw. We didn't just do it by sitting back and, you know, defending the 18-yard box and hoping for the best. Um, it is difficult going to Arsenal away. They're obviously a very good team at home, but and our record isn't great. But we've definitely got players that can, you know, do some damage. And I, I look at their back, their back three against Bournemouth. It's not that good. Uh, you know, yeah, Benteke might not be scoring, but I'd... I put some money on him doing all right against them, certainly in the air. And it's just whether we can make the most of the players that we've got. You know, at the moment, we're, we're sort of waiting for certain players, hoping they come back from injury, not knowing what the team's going to be. Um, but I definitely think we've got, you know, we've, we've got the ability to to give them a game and they won't have Sanchez. Mm. He obviously made a, a massive difference against us at Celest, scoring his two goals in, in you know, close succession. Yeah. Um, so I think without him, we're we're in really good form. Um, I think this is definitely, you know, we we can be positive. I'm, I'm not saying that we're going to go out there and batter him, but we shouldn't think that we're going to go there just to make up the numbers. Yeah, no, I think so too. But um, Albert, having based on what Kenny was sort of saying, is you know, San- Sanchez seems to be a bit of a disruption. Um, you know, Urzel was injured, whatever. Um, now that you know, the transfer window is not just opening like it was when we played them at Sellers. Do you do you think that it might be to our detriment that Sanchez and Urzo aren't in a team? Ah, oh, it's a tricky one, really. I mean, you know, they're obviously Arsenal's two best players by a country mile. So I think you have to look at the positive. Any any team that's missing its two star players, um, you know, is a, is a positive thing, but. They they always seem to have a good game against us, you know. Like Olivier Giroud might not be in the team for six months, and he gets a start against us, and he's scoring scorpion well overhead kicks and stuff. <laughs> so, 
they've always got, you know, t- teams at the top four have always got the ability to, you know, turn it on and, and give us a bit of a kick in, you know, in any team down at our level. So, I mean, listen, I'll certainly take it that, you know, if those two players aren't, aren't on the pitch, you know, I'll certainly be 10% more uh, optimistic about how we go about it. Mm. Um, let's go and sort of like look at us. Uh, Reid of old played against Burnley, Heskiff. Do you, can you see him staying in the team over K- Kabaya for this one? Or do you think Kabaya was just, I think Hodgson talked about uh, a bit of muscle fatigue and, you know, he's had a bit of time to rest now. So do you expect to see Kabaya back in over Reid of old? Yeah, I reckon if, if we were just sort of resting Kabaya a bit, then I, I'd put him back in. I think Gyro played well uh, against against Burnley. Uh, he, he certainly and, and Roy was pretty glowing about him saying that you know that his one concern was whether he could match up in the Premier League and deal with the physicality and that sort of thing and he's shown that he he can you know he's putting in some good tackles he's he's got a good pass on him he plays it won't be it won't be um, detrimental but yeah I, I would certainly put Johan in just and then on the you know his usual seventy minutes then you can bring Gyro on yeah. Um, but I, yeah I, I think. Johan will just give a bit more edge to the midfield, so I'd put him in. Do you think it will be um, a four-four-two, or do you think we'll sort of switch it to a four-three-one to try and compete with Arsenal more in the middle? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, looking back at the game at Sellers, Wilshire was really, really good in the middle there. Mm. You know, we can't really, especially at at the Emirates, we can't really afford to let him run the game too much. Um, so whether we sort of pack the centre centre of the pitch a bit more, I don't know. I think we'll be a little bit more defensive. Um, but obviously, when you've got someone like Wilf, you can just, even if you just punt the ball up the pitch, you can go after it. So, um, yeah, I'm not too sure, actually. It'll be interesting to see what Roy decides. Yeah, I mean, it's... I feel there was an element of trying to match him up in the first half at Sellers, and as we were say, we've all been saying, that was pretty much wasted first half for us. And you know, it was in the second half when we started to get him out a bit more, get at him a bit more. We got some joy. Um, obviously, the Emirates is a different kettle of fish. It's not Sellers. You haven't got your own crowd behind you. Um, you've, well, you've got no crowd behind you at the Emirates. It's just <laughs> a bunch of people talking about Arsenal fans. Did um, did you see the uh, the Arsenal fan at Bournemouth at the end? who was um, the camera focusing on him and he was just very over gesticulating like, no, that was rubbish. <laughs> like it was, it was, yeah. No, no, when people always on Twitter are saying, your dad, this is your dad. Like your dad's been doing this. Yeah. It was very much that, but um, yeah. Uh, Albert. Yo. You stick in, you, you just stacko starts again, right? Do you know what? I'd go, I'd go four four two, and I'd have Sacco and Benteke up front, just a just a bully them because they're soft as. <laughs> They've got, got no cojones, right? That's they what have. said. Uh, no. that's, the, that's the most sensible thing he said ever. Um, ever. And he's yeah. in front of a judge under oath. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd stick them both up top, put Wilf on the wing, and you know, it's when when you go away to these top six. They're just about top six, aren't they? I can't remember. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you're on a, you know, you're, you're automatically not not the favourites to, you know, even get a point. If you come away with a point, you you've done well, and I think we've we've earned the right to go there and play. So let's go on the front foot and ruffle some feathers. 
Well, there you go. There you've heard it. Heard it first from Hull Radio that we're going to go there and duff them up. We're going to play them off the park, toe to toe. It's starting to sound like Padre, mate. <laughs> we can have them. We Believe can do that. <laughs> we might come away with a bloody nose. <laughs> Whatever. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not go there. We just no. we just leave that one alone. Okay, right. Look, we'll take it. Um, a pause there, and then when we're back, we'll get into some predictions. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio, preview podcast, crowdfunded by Palace fans, for Palace fans. Okay, so last week... um... Heskiff, let's talk about your first prediction. Or was that your second prediction? Your first prediction in the Prediction League, um, where we actually keep a score and a tally of these. Um, do you want to remind us what you predicted? Yeah, it's my it's my default prediction. Uh, a 2-0 defeat. <laughs> that was my prediction, 2-0 to Burnley. Yes. And um, I think Billiam was on the show last week, and um, I don't think he'll ever be on again because he's horrified at how posh he sounded. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually seen someone tweet whole radio before and say, I like your podcast because there's no posh people on it. <laughs> but um, this is someone who really likes to dig out FYP. So, um, and he's talking about Rob Sutherland, I'm sure, who has an extremely posh voice. But is a lov- lovely lad is Rob Sutherland. And I will not hear a bad word said about him. <laughs> um, and who, who, that was it. So I, got, I predicted 1-0. Two no, I did I predict two nil? I predicted two nil and said that we'll go one nil up early and hit on the break, I think, and get one late on as they're sort of coming out to get one. So I felt like I was gonna be able to come on and be quite gloaty because I thought, here we go, Sacco's bound to get a last minute goal as well. But um I'll take the one point for the correct result. Um what did we have as the poll this week? The poll we had um this is terrible. Like I, I rushed this, so don't judge me on this this awful pun, but um, for a win, I put emigrates. Does it work? Emirates, greats. Look, look at just, Albert's face. Just, just conferring with the producer <laughs> in my ear. Uh, we're allowing it. We are. Allowing we're, al- it. we're allowing it. Well, twenty seven percent of the people said that we're going to go to the Emirates and get a win. So um, slightly optimistic, I think. Solid point for forty one percent, and arse got. The remaining thirty-two percent. So, Albert, how are you fall in on it? What do you think is going to be? Uh, I reckon. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be over optimistic. I'm, I say going to come away with a one-all draw. Okay. Um, you think it's going to be big, big back again? 
Uh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to balls out. It's going to be Christian Benteco. <laughs> what, that's, what, a, that's a boring Benteco score. <laughs> <laughs> no, Benteco header. Okay. Against all three Arsenal centre-backs. <laughs> um, before I get yours, Sam, let's have a go and look on Twitter. Nick Houghton said 2-1 Palace. I'm trusting your drunken prediction from Saturday. Oh. I was very drunk. I, I celebrated Burnley a little bit too hard and got in at like half five in the morning. So um, if I saw you, and I do remember talking to someone in the victory who was saying that they listened to the show. So um, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name because I was very, very drunk, but I hope I didn't say anything too bad. <laughs> um, Tim Green has said 3-1 uh, to Palace. Wow, Benteke and Zaha with one each and a penalty from Luca. He says he hasn't been drinking. God, am I really that deeply associated with alcohol amongst all of our listeners it's a disgrace um nav is tweeting as said arsenal will win 2-0 just because that's what always happens um phil morgan's gone 1-1 um uh and 3-1 another 3-1 for palace here from mickey t so there's a lot of optimism going on here uh so i'll tone it down a bit and say heskiff give us yours so as, as bold as the prediction that Benteke is going to score was, I'm going to out-bold it because I'm predicting a win for Palace. There's a reason. What is, what is happening? I, William, William, hit pause. We're going to have to re-record this whole show. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> turning your world around. <laughs> um, I, I hate Arsenal because I'll never, ever, ever see us beat them. I never will. <laughs> I've been to loads of Palace Arsenal games and we've always come away with nothing. I've seen the odd draw. And then last year, I wasn't able to make the game at home. And I said jokingly, I bet we win. And we did, comfortably. I'm not able to make the game on Saturday because I'm going to be in Lisbon for my belated anniversary. Uh, which was, so I'll have a super buck on me. I will, <laughs> I'll raise it in your honour. And I'll raise it in your honour just as we score our second goal to complete the 2-1 away victory. And it's wow. going to be goals from Martin Kelly. <laughs> He's going to score a bullet header from about 12 yards. And Jimmy is going to score the winner. So your water filter that you have, does it turn water into vodka? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a Smirnoff water filter. <laughs> wow. So um... stay in school, kids. Stay in school, indeed. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I've actually predicted two one as well to Palace. <laughs> Seems like a very popular choice. Um, we'll have to go for the goals as tiebreakers. Um, if Sacco's starting, which I think he will, he'll he'll score because he's scored in every start he's had this season. Um, I think four goals in four starts and a couple more off the bench. Um, so Bakary Sacco and Wilfred Zaha to get back on the score sheet as well. Um, you know, just to peak up Arsenal's interest in him a little bit just to get everyone worried to think that he might be <laughs> might make the move to Arsenal but um yeah wow that's that's awfully optimistic everyone um let's have a look at what the if I can find some sanity within the uh other home radio people um Ed Kellaway has gone for a loss a 2-1 loss and that's it that's it guys everyone else has either gone for a win or a draw so Wow, um, I think that's the first time we've ever out optimized. Optimized—that's not the right word. We've out um, 
what am I looking for? How do you out-optimize the people on Twitter poll? <laughs> We're usually way off. They're all, always far more optimistic. I don't want to bring it crashing down to earth, but I'm sure I read that Arsenal have never followed an away defeat with a home defeat in this, <laughs> this season. But have they ever done it whilst playing against Martin Kelly? <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> wow. Okay, this prediction end, needs, it needs to end. The madness ends. So... um We'll go off to this short break and then we'll be back. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Right, so that's almost the end of the show. Um, I'm going to be having a word for all those people that have told me that they um, like the interpod messages between me and Hambo. Um, I'm going to be having a quiet word with him. I mean, I don't have any right to have a quiet word with Hambo when it comes to the whole radio because, you know, it's he's and Mikey's. So I don't know how well it go down, but I'll be trying to get in to leave some messages for the review show going forward. Um, I mean, saying that, Billiam, he's looking at me here. I should probably do ours as well, shouldn't I? <laughs> sort of lead by example. Yeah, exactly. Um uh, thanks to Kenny Ken for high up in the show for coming to talk to us. Um, thanks to Albert for coming. It's been a while, but um, thank you. you I don't know if disappointed. I, no, no, I'm never disappointed <laughs> to have you on. And of course, like I don't know if I ever thanked you on air for um, looking after the show while I was away on honeymoon. Oh, that's all right. We must have done. I'm sure we must have done. Only lost a couple of hundred listeners, probably. <laughs> so now we're into minus listeners yes people yeah i don't know don't know how that works <laughs> don't know how it works and um of course um i just i, I want to say thank you to heskiff but you've just rocked my world as you said you've turned it back back around on me and been way too optimistic here what's going on well last week you compared me to a dead relative's smelly chair so <laughs> anything better than that is an achievement for me Wow. Okay. Uh, well, enjoy Lisbon, sir. I will try. I'll try. Enjoy the 2-1 victory, mate. Yeah, I certainly will. Um, and if it's a Martin Kelly bullet, Kelly bullet header, then I'll, I'll bring you more chocolates back from Germany next time I come. You know how to treat a boy. So European <laughs> on this show. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what were they called, mate? The German sweets? Why don't you give them a promotion? Sit, they were called... people what to do. They were called Domino Steiner, and they are amazing. If you like marzipan, if you don't like marzipan, they're disgusting. This is, this is going, this is going badly awry. This pod, I think it's time to go. <laughs> it, it probably is time to go because I'm gonna go and eat a packet of Domino Steiner, and um, because you know I just have them in my house all the time. <laughs> Other German sweets are available. Uh, there are. I can list loads, but I won't because <laughs> Billiam's like just caught sl- doing this with his neck, like running his thumb across his neck, like shut up. Have a Kinder Egg and chill out, Billiam. Come on. <laughs> Kinder Egg. Might be code for something else. Anyway, um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks because um, there's an international break. No, an enforced break because we lost the FA Cup. But we, we don't like to remember that one. So we will be back in two weeks. And I, I don't know. Help me out. Who's the next game, Heskiff? West Ham away, isn't it? West Ham away. Indeed it is. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. We'll be going to the Taxpayers Stadium to hopefully pick up another win. But until the next time, up the palace.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.